everybody and welcome to episode 6 of This Game Where with me Ashley and me Chris where we take you through a romp of games past I don't like that word what word? Romp I've when got... you do a when you do a spiel I've got romp beef what right when you do a spiel yeah I mean once I've jumped on you about a spiel because I wasn't expecting it and I ran with it so I've done it every time you have yeah I tried to do one and you you're saying that no, this feels good. I just don't know. What's wrong with romp. romp? Because romp is when you, you go sort for of... a romp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I heard it then. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. But because babies romp have means... romper suits. Yeah, they do, which is which is a whole other conversation. A romp. A romp the... is when you have like a bit of a, a trudge, a wander or whatever. A romp through but, the countryside. Uh, in this is a romp through games past. Oh, stop using the word. In in this country, the, the sun is a fairly tawdry newspaper and uses the word romp as a synonym for doing it private re- yeah I was going to be a okay. bit more when so you're, you're just, saying that we're, but we're not going to do that it's context sensitive every time people say the word romp I just think about that well that's your problem the in and out that is your problem it probably is my problem I, when I think of romping I think <laughs> stop using now I'm thinking word. about doing it but <laughs> before you sullied the word I always thought about like going for a walk going to Castleton or something anything about romping with a bit climbing up a hill which, game, which game would you romp with? I don't know. What, through a countryside? Yeah, that's good. Something portable. Nice. 3DS? The Anything on the DS? Yeah. Probably, actually, Superstar Saga. Why would Mario you and Luigi. Superstar Ooh. Saga. I was playing on my 3DS. It's the last game I played on it, really, a long time ago. The What's the one where Luigi's sleeping? Bowser's in, Inside Story? Yeah. Is he asleep in that? Yeah. Or is he, dream, he dreams and he goes into his dreams? I can't remember. It was really good. And then I got to a boss that I couldn't get past, and I just gave up. <laughs> uh, I've been playing it for like about 15 hours. Got to a boss, couldn't do it on a second try, give up. Great, can't be doing with that. You are, that is you. What that a is him. What a gamer. Having said that memory out loud, it does sound utterly ridiculous because it was such a fun game. Yeah, just, you were really enjoying the game. Just couldn't be bothered. to a tiny little bit of challenge. Couldn't be bothered, last too short. Well, there are, I don't disagree with you, there are games that I would do that, but I don't think if I was enjoying it. I was really enjoying it so I couldn't put it down and then the boss made me put, put it down yeah it must have been a really bad boss it was just boring find out um, what the game was and I will have a look at the boss it was a volcano you want to beat the boss boy <laughs> maybe like you did with the uh, jump rope on Mario Odyssey yeah that was that was a new low for you though it was an anthropomorphic volcano I'm going to say it again though it wasn't your fault it was the it was the Italian yeah because I did do all the other moves I was dead chuffed myself I'm surprised you didn't just try it and have yeah I just got very frustrated with that the jump rope. I even tried the little, and then um, I did it in two. The glitch that Nintendo then patched yeah, the later really on, obscure the, with the moped. Throw you. Oh, the the moped. Yeah. it's not a moped. But glitch. because at the time I was playing the game, they then put a patch to the moped. It's not a glitch, but they fixed it, so it's rather than they fixed it. They mm. fixed that. You can't do it with the moped anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, the moped. What I like about the moped is that it just uh, smooths out your jump. Yeah, it's exactly. You don't accidentally do triple jumps by accident. Yeah. And that was something that I kept doing. And it, when you got to about sort of 35, the, the jump rope itself sped up. When you said about the glitch, I thought you meant the one where you have to What's throw the, your hat at the power. The power and yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried that. That was also nonsense. 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 You didn't need to do any of that. I think that you was did. for people. Yeah, not, not to get me. It was for people that were trying to get to the top of the leaderboard. That uh, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, it was. Not to get well, the. Nonsense to you, other people like leaderboards. I don't. But yeah, but what's the point in if you? I don't mind people that like leaderboards. That's fine. Sometimes I quite enjoy trying to get to the 
top of the leaderboard. Never do it. Yeah, but so. I can understand why you like that. What I don't understand is why you would go against the spirit of the game to do that. Okay. So a perfect example is the Luigi's Balloon Chase Oh, thing, yeah. Where it was really fun. I went on it the first night and or second night that it was available. It was great. You, you would have these little challenges where you had to know the level well, find the balloon. And then by the third night, everyone had figured out how to glitch through the world and put like, balloons outside of bounds. People are happier to sort of feel like they're better than better. Yeah, exactly. Better than the game. But they've ruined the game of hide and seek. It was just a game of hide and seek. But then because they've made ones that people can't beat, they're if better you, than them. If you're they? in the real world, you give a, you give you're playing hide and seek, you give someone an invisibility phone. <laughs> well, the game's ruined, isn't it? You're never going to find them. And then you get to the point where you just think, ah, oh, stuff them. They can sit behind the chair that they're in. There's a I, I read last week a book you recommended to me, Red Rising, Red Rising mm. and there was a, a puzzle in there that is kind of linked to this because it is struck with me because I thought it was quite clever. So if a fish, you might remember this from the from the book, if a fish has got, let's say, 200 scales on its left side, 200 scales on its right side, which side has got the most scales? Stunt, aren't you? The answer is the outside. Oh, I know it's awful, isn't it? Yeah. And there was this this little paragraph about how there's a, there's a whole name for that area of puzzles where they they deliberately pull the cards up and leave yeah. you. And I think that example is really clever. But until I read the answer, I, would, I just didn't get it at all. No. Even now, it just it doesn't. My point is, I think, it, what, it, it, I think that's what people are trying to do. They're trying to backfoot you. And yeah, they are. No, I, I think you're completely right. They are trying to do that. But it, it's also like, look what I can do. Yes. Yes. And I think that if you are going to destroy the spirit of the game in order to show that you are superior, then you have missed the point of the game. While we're saying, uh, look at us, uh, shall we plug our social yeah. media? How? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh our brand new social media. media. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, yeah. we haven't done that before, have we? Uh, yeah. We now have a Twitter page. You can find us at this, at this game where. Uh, a Facebook page, which is the same at this gameware, or search for facebook.com forward slash this gameware. Do we have any more? But there's oh, we've got an email. Yeah, we've got an email. This gameware at gmail.com for the time being. We decided not to do Instagram because um, we, we yeah, photographs. Oh no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, photographs of, of the games. We should probably copyright. If anybody is gonna email us, they're probably emailing us because they. Have listened to the podcast. I hope so. They haven't just listened to us ramble on about it's not a Nigerian king or something that wants us to what? Yeah, like the deep spam that you used to get <laughs> back in the day. Oh, we might get a few of those. Yeah, maybe. Like I hope I've, I've got a billion dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get out of the country. Always through Western Union. Is it? Yeah, is that, is that some traceable? I think so. Okay. I suppose we're suspicious of Western Union as a bank, really. Hey, Chris. Hey, I got a question for you. Go on. You want to ask me a question? <laughs> Go on then. Ashley, what game have you brought to the table, the metaphorical table, figurative table, this week? <laughs> uh, it is this game where you drive a car. How do you feel about that? I like cars. Well, okay. I know, I'm going to be really afraid. I like driving cars in games. In real life, a car is a means to end on the reads cars that much. Okay, is this game where you drive a car as fast as you can to reach checkpoints set around a single, reasonably long track? For as long as possible, and it's called, you know, what consoles are for? Oh, that's giving the game away. Literally. <laughs> if I, yeah, it will literally give the game away if you know it. Shall I tell you what? Do you want to know what it's for? Or do you want to? I think 
it's going to be a game where you're going to say it and I'm going to remember it. Right, okay. I'm going to, I'll tell you the console then. Like, yeah, like you asked. It's for the Amstrad GX 4000. Oh, crikey. No. Never played Amstrad in my life. Never played even the computers. The Amstrad computers. Well, yeah, in schools. Right, I'll tell you what it is. It's called yeah. Burning Rubber. Burning Rubber. You don't know it. That sounds ace. Right, okay, good. It is, it is pretty good, but uh, it was on the doomed Amstrad GX 4000. Which you don't know about. No, seemingly. It's Amstrad um, Alan Sugars. Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. So it's um, Amstrad is. What did it stand for? Alan um, Sugar. Oh, <laughs> Trad. Yeah, no, it's trading. It's Alan Sugar. Oh, this is a traditional. No, so we had this conversation before about Tesco. Yeah, I think it got caught. And then you cut it. <laughs> I did, yeah. Because I think I was completely wrong. <laughs> like, catastrophically wrong. <laughs> so I was like, that's not going in there. <laughs> So Amstrad does stand for or means it means Alan something sugar trading mega yeah Alan Alan mega sugar trading <laughs> Alan mega super trading oh, Alan mega super trading it doesn't Amstrad. stand for that song could be really it does it definitely does it's Amstrad Alan mega sugar no Alan mega super trading cool anyway Amstrad they were they were quite a big player in Europe at least with uh, like in the making late eighties yeah throughout yeah. the eighties and. They were, they were building PC. Right. It all went tits up. The, and, and it went tits up because of the Amstrad GX 4000. Wow. Which was their their console. It was their attempt to enter the console realm. So we're going to play a game for a console that, that destroyed, destroyed the console. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was it, genuinely, it was like, if you looked at the graph of influence for Amstrad, there would be just sort of gradual incl- incline up. Yeah, right up until the Amstrad GX four thousand came out, and then there would be this absolute dive afterwards. Right. So there are several reasons. I'm just going to say one. I'm going to. We're going to go through them. But it went. It released in Europe. This Amstrad GX four thousand released in September nineteen ninety. Does that year ring a bell for you? That was the month I started primary school. Right. It rings a bell for me for that. Okay. September 1990. I was four years old. I've got no yeah. idea. Okay. So the Amstrad GX4000 was an 8-bit console. Right. In 1990. Either but somewhere between September and November, the Sega Mega Drive released. Oh, I see. So, so they were on the back foot straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I'd looked at that, if I was Alan Mega Super, oh, sorry, Alan Mega Sugar, yeah. I would have looked at that and gone, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Do you realise what's coming in a couple of months? And especially we've said before about how Mega Drive was marketed as being very cool and edgy. Yeah, but super I cool. Imagine the Amstrad. I don't think Alan Mega Sugar does super cool and edgy, does he? He just does grouchy. And beard. You're fired. That was a pretty good impression. I think that was the same as my other impression <laughs> from the <laughs> previous episode. Vinnie Jones. Yeah. My, my Alan Sugar is the same as my Vinnie Jones. <laughs> also similar to your, your Harry Brown, Michael Kay. Harry Brown. Harry Brown. <laughs> yeah. Who's Harry Brown? Is that a film Michael Oh, Clinton? yeah, it was. I'd forgotten why <laughs> I was say Harry Brown. <laughs> no, it's when, when I watched Harry, Harry Brown, Brown, I said to you about it, and he did that impression, and now every time I <laughs> read about that film or see a trailer for it, if it's on a five-star for a building, I just imagine you, Harry Brown, Harry Brown. Good film, though. I've never seen it. It's essentially Gran Torino, but with Michael Payne. Oh, right, okay. Grumpy old man. Yeah, who goes around murking load of youth that are on his estate. Right. His pad. Okay. His tour. Excellent. Is it it's a good little film? I'll tell you what. I, I might watch it. I might watch yeah. it. But I'd rather not sully my impression. I'd probably have to take it more seriously if it was a good film. I think we've sort of spoiled the trip there a bit, haven't we? Yeah, it's 
Was it? It is by my trip. You, you and I sat here doing Michael Caine impressions. Then. Not very good ones. No, <laughs> that's the that's the difference between us and the trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. So uh, the Amstrad GX four thousand brought an empire to its knees, which is a good thing. <laughs> not hyperbole at all, but no, it's not. Brought it's an not. empire to its knees. Honestly, I'm not going to be able to corroborate this at all. But Amstrad at the time of the GX four thousand, the day the GX four thousand came out, Amstrad were the top of the European pile of wow. software hardware developers. And that could be a lie. Completely shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, closed it up. Crikey. So to get to get you a bit of information over quickly, yes, they please. released it for £99. Uh, that was day of release, ninety nine. The Mega Drive came out at £189. Wow. So I think what they were trying to do is undercut the Mega Drive. What they didn't think about for some reason is the fact that they were putting an 8-bit console out at the beginning of the 16-bit console era. Yeah. They didn't think that anyone was going to care, maybe. I don't know. I think people don't care about that, do they? Just... They also... There's a guy called Cliff Lawson. He was, the, he was the designer of the console. He said his excuses that he threw out were that they never had enough money behind it for marketing. I think maybe Sugar would have had a bit of... He'd think he'd have a lot. He it. put forward 20 million for European marketing. Just for marketing? Just for marketing. 20 million was like sterling. Yeah, pounds. 20 million pounds. Crikey. But equally, I was thinking, I was trying to, I was trying to find out how much that was in relative terms. Mm. So, like, how much would Nintendo or Sega mm. put into marketing? I couldn't find any concrete numbers. And how much would that be in nowadays? In real money. money. Yeah, real now, money now. Yeah, don't know. Lots, lots of money. Yeah, it's, a of very, money. it's a very, it's a very, it's a significant amount. So to say that it doesn't, it, it didn't work is quite a big claim. Yeah. The bigger problem I think is that they didn't have very many games. I was just going to say what were the games like. Yeah. So you're going to see Burning Rubber. Burning Rubber, I actually have very good memories of. I had a go yesterday and got further than I've ever got before. Ooh, that was exciting. It was quite exciting. I was, it was so exciting, actually. I was sat at the computer uh, having a little go. The, the game is designed. The game is one big continuous track. So it goes around in a loop. Like real racing track. Uh, so <laughs> just like real we're racing. there on the realism scale already. Yeah. And you... Uh, there, I think there are four checkpoints and the start and finish line. So five checkpoints in that. And you have to race. You have something like 70 seconds to start off with to race from the start point to the first checkpoint. Right. And then when you pass the checkpoint, you get some more time. Okay. And then you have to race to the next checkpoint. So each checkpoint refreshes your uh, time that you've got left. Getting from one checkpoint to, a, to the next is very, it is more difficult than you think, but also easier than I remember it being. Oh, because I, of what reason? So there are... Because you have to race fast. Right. For a start, because that's racing. Yeah, that's how racing works. Yeah. But there are also all the cars on the track. Right. And the other cars on the track, if you hit into them, they slow you down. Yesterday... So I played through it yesterday very quickly. It was really just to make sure it worked. I didn't think I was going to get very far. And then I hit the first checkpoint quite quite well, quite quickly. And I was like, oh, did all right. Got a little dopamine boost. <laughs> and and was, sat, was sat at my desk. Hannah was in the front room. She could see me. And I must have looked to pitch it because I then hit the next checkpoint with one second to spare. And I think I jumped out of my seat. Oh, rush. <laughs> I know. It really was. And then I got to the third checkpoint and it was like, oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing? And started getting, started getting like little palpitations because <laughs> I was doing so well. She <laughs> sweats. Yeah. The, the game as well, something that I really liked about it was that the game has an, a day night cycle. Wow. So that's quite, not really. But for a racing game to have that. Yeah, so to explain Does it actually affect the game at all? No. It's just, I, it's just that it's cosmetic. I'm being a little bit dishonest. I'm omitting certain things. 
is when I say that. So I'll explain it a little bit because it's not. A, I'll explain what it is. So as you progress through the game, you know that you are progressing through the game because it shifts from day to night. So it's right, the thing that I think it's trying to mimic or bring to mind is the Lamar twenty-four hour race. You know where I've got no idea. Okay, well Lamar, I don't really know racing very well, but from what I understand, the Lamar is a twenty. It's a twenty-four hour continuous race, and they go round the circuit for twenty-four hours. Well, the the races race. They switch in. Hours. I think they switch in ah, right. different races. So there's a team of racers. And you know, like in Formula One, where you have to pit stop at certain yes. times to get advantages or whatever. Uh, I think changing your races is part of the tactics and strategy for winning the Lamar. See, can I just apologise to anyone listening to the podcast who is getting cross with us and our lack of knowledge of this? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. what it is it's, it's sport. Motor racing is out of my comfort zone. Whoa, whoa. Mo- motor racing is rubbish. It's not even a sport, is it? Um, what is a sport then? That is not a question that we've got time for. <laughs> that, that is a genuine kind of word. It is. That is a proper kind of word. We aren't going into it. Not no. today. Maybe as a special. That could be our sports special. Well, where you talk like episode one hundred and say nothing. So I have no idea whatsoever. I'm not we... inclination to care whatsoever. I don't care about many sports. And most races are one anyway. So no, most racing isn't one anyway. Neither is darts, but we'll leave that there. Okay. Day night cycle. Yeah. So I think it's trying to mimic that. So as you race, you the the light will fade, and then darkness. And there are light, there are lampposts along the road, so darkness will start to set. In. You'll have a sunset, and then it'll go into nighttime. The lamppost will turn on. Your car lights will turn on. It sounds nice. It is nice. Yeah. It, it certainly was really nice when we were playing when I was young. Um, and it started happening yesterday. Right. And the problem was I couldn't really do it when I was. So when it started happening yesterday, I got a bit like impressed with myself <laughs> because you because I'd managed to get to the point where the lights turned on. <laughs> so it, the reason I know that it happened for sure was because we had other people that were older than me that were better at the game at the time. Right. Um, so yeah, that is something to look out for. So how did you? You've alluded just now. How did you play this game? Was it a console you had at home? Yeah. So right. The, the reason we had it at home, and I think in previous podcasts, I've actually said that the NES was my first console. That was a lie. So I need to clarify that. The NES was my first console in the same way that the Game Gear was your first console. My Our first console as a family was the Amstrad GX 4000. I'll let you off with that. With one game, Burning Rubber. Rubber. But that wasn't unusual because Burning Rubber was a packing game. Okay. The console was released, I said, in 1990. September. By the September 1990. Yeah. Within weeks, it was discounted. Oh, within right. weeks? Oh, which surprised me. It was like, I thought Alan Sugar had business chops. Surely he knows that's the worst thing you could do. Discounted to how much? Quite significantly. Oh, a penny. In, within a few weeks. I think it was February 1991, so not oh. even six months after. They were selling it for 25 quid. Oh. Which is probably why we had one. How <laughs> the mighty have fallen. Well, it, yeah. Quite, quite fast. Yeah. Drop that, yeah. Wow. So 25 quid, which I can imagine my parents going for quite happily. Problem was, we ended up with just the one game. Of course, they, <laughs> they bought the console for £25, but didn't buy any other games. Well, I had the packing game. But they didn't buy any... No, they games. didn't. No, no. The games, I don't know how much they cost. Yeah. It was... It, God, I'm not sure how trash that would be if the games were more than the console. At that point. Yeah. yeah. I do know that you could buy... Because the way that the Amstrad worked, you know, do you remember you could buy games on tapes? Yes. Consoles. Yeah, my uncle had... Games, um, I want... It may be the same console, actually. He definitely had a console... Uh, computers and sort of where you load the games on tapes. I remember taking 
absolutely ages below deserved. Yeah, it, it was sequential, wasn't it? It wasn't. I should remember sat with him while he was showing it, and him getting very frustrated and me having the attention span of a three, four year old being quite bored as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Right. It was a boring. It was a boring experience. Yeah. This ran with cartridges, but some of the games were previously available. They'd been ported to a cartridge for the Amstrad GX four thousand. You could buy the buy the tapes, the games on tape, something like four quid, and I think the cartridges probably were about twenty twenty five pounds. So the other strategy you could play on a cartridge or a, a tape. There were there were two versions of the Amstrad computer oh, gosh, that were released that were released after the GX four thousand that also had cartridge slots as well as tape decks and floppy disk drives. Oh, it just yeah. sort of sounds very muddled. The it? early nineties was a mess for. For that sort of thing, I it think. sounds like they wanted a piece of the pie but couldn't figure out which they did. bit yeah. of pie. That's exactly it. I think they had a bit of a stumble with their hardware stuff, so he was trying to get in on the on the console mm. stuff, and it just it they totally approached it wrong. That's the bill. That's the upshot of it. Right. Uh, got cold feet very quickly and bailed out very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, that is the story. And that was it. Yeah, that's so that's, that's really the story of the GS four thousand. Flying the flag for British gaming and. Having a British console, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it would have it would have been cool. It really would have been cool. Have you ever been to the museum? Not the video game museum. There's a there's a computing museum in Cambridge. No, is that touring? Yeah, it's got some of this stuff in. Uh, I imagine this would be something that they would have more information about there. I've never been, but um, it's something that strikes me as being quite interesting. I can imagine. Well, at in, the same time, interesting to us, maybe not so. <laughs> no, not to everybody. No. At the same time, though, knowing very little about the hardware of the time, probably. Feel a little bit like that. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see? Is it the imitation game? Yes. With that's drawing. It says you had it. Kumbash. So looking at that computer with once it's been built, no, no idea. Didn't know what I was doing. Oh, sorry. It was it tore a couple years ago. Did it? Yeah. It came to um, uh, a, a town. What what's that list? What's that list? It all hits. Yeah. Zero zero one. Zero zero one one. Yep. Zero zero. One, one, one. <laughs> the, point, the point you're getting at, which was how I felt as well, that I went to see this this machine and, and it had the, the person taking around, oh, look, it's amazing. It's like, yes, big hit. Yeah, could you tell me how, what is it amazing? Yeah. Why is it amazing? He did explain, and I can't remember. Valves. Yeah. The, spinny things. It was very clever. It is very clever. And helped us and Britain it, win World War Two. Yes, yeah. It's very clever. I'm not sure how, but it did. It broke the Enigma code. Yeah. They used but, it to crack the Enigma code. And... And to make it doable in a short period of time. Right. I know that because of the film. So I've seen the film. That's I, why I can't remember. Entertainment. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember that, that much. But I just remember Bernie Cumberbatch. Oh. We could not get it as well. I uh, don't remember. I'm literally trying to remember anything else other than him. No. Therefore, Burning Rubber. Yeah. Let's go back to Burning Rubber. Yeah. So Burning Rubber, uh, I mentioned that it was, it's not really a racing game. This is the thing. So I think I called it. It's a racing, a racing game. game. It's not a racing game. I didn't. I purposefully didn't call it a racing game. I said it's a game where you drive a car around. You did. The track. I, I stand corrected. Yeah. So it's not a racing game in the sense that you are, you know, like Mario Kart's eight players, number one, number eight. Yeah. It's it's a racing game in as much as you are racing against yourself. See how fast you can get to the checkpoint. See if you can get to the checkpoint. See how far around the track you can get. How many laps. I don't know if it had an end. It could for all I know. <laughs> Is that a surprise? Um, I just like the idea of a game with no ends. That's endless runners. Well, they must have an end. No, I don't think they do. I think they just go and go and go until oh. you've got loads of points. That's why they're called 
endless runners. Yeah, you're yeah. right. The, the, it's in the name, isn't it? Yeah, literally. The name. <laughs> this must have an end to it. I I think it might do because it calls each of its checkpoint runs at a level. So if you go around the it's not just one, the name because that's the language that people are used to using in terms yeah, of games. I really think it was. I think that they it was made by Ocean. You know Ocean, really? Yeah, you know Ocean. They were a big British developer, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Still they turned into Infogrames. Oh. I don't know how that happened, but they they are Infogrames for right. person. So it was made by Ocean, but it was also only made by three people. There was a coder, wow. a music musician, and a graphics guy. Three people. Yeah, all responsible. We do tend to get a little bit wowed. Star- yeah, wowed yeah. by small development teams. I, I haven't noticed that. Uh, because it's an, think, it's an amazing achievement three people to make a, a game I reckon for Mega Sugar that's cool for Mega Sugar I reckon that it's Mega Sugar's fault that there are only three people because it was if you think this was 19 that's where there's 20 million games from because he cut the development team down that much yeah probably <laughs> I, I, I actually do think that there's an element of that because uh, games that were being made contemporaneously for that for the NES they had bigger teams than that so mm-hmm. maybe, I think um, Gremlins had nine Yes, nine people on the team, and that was the same year. It's debatable whether Burning Rubber needed nine people, but they might have got a better result out of it than than they did. Having said that, that is an unnecessarily harsh thing to say about the game because I I loved it. I loved it yesterday as much as I loved really. It. Yeah, the day that I played it first. Do you have any particular memories of, yeah. of the game? Well, the the game is limited in as much as it's a car going around the track trying to avoid other cars. That's the only. Uh, confrontational element that you have with other cars, you just have to get round them. It's almost like you're just driving on a motorway. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not racing them, uh, but you do have to get round them and avoid them. Right. For reasons. And are they aggressive? Do they bash into you? You will find out. Oh, okay. Uh, but the thing that I really like about the game, the thing that I think is done really well, is that. Uh, that excitement, that rush of getting to the next chapter. Yeah. Then after you have failed to get to the next checkpoint, there's this reward thing. Such a small thing, but it, I remember being so excited by it. And again, was so excited by it yesterday. You have a representation of the track, and it's got these little spots. So it's made up of little dots. So a, a, a map of the track. A map of the track. So made like up a map of cars and other racing games. Yeah, but you'll see, you'll see how it's different. It, it's made up of little dots. Right. Does the dots not make a difference to you? Because Mario Kart snap dots, does it? It shows you your progress around the track. Okay. So it will it will fill in the dots quite quickly, fill in the dots for how far you got around the track. If you got around the track more than once, it would do the track once in red, and then it would turn blue, and it would go around the track again and stop where you got to. Now, I know you don't look very impressed by that. No. It's... So it's tracking your progress. Yeah, it's showing you how, you how well you did. We spoke on a previous episode about Zelda, Breath of the Wild, doing... Yeah, is it similar the, to like that? the hero yeah. thing? It sort of is, but very much more linear. But yeah, very <laughs> much more limited. It, it, I, can't, I can't get... And you're so probably not going to experience... Why is it getting such a buzz out of this? Yeah, this is what I was going to say. I can't get across how uh, how rewarding it was uh, to, to get this track and to see it turn blue for a start. Right. Because you went from red, maybe you'd always been red, maybe you'd never really got around the track that far. And gradually, gradually, you get better and better and better. And then the thing turns blue. And you've never seen it turn blue. <laughs> and you're like, that is what, that, that's amazing. It's that visual representation of it. Yeah, it gives, you, it gives you a real pulse. Right. Yeah. 
So did you play this in And the, the music? The music makes a difference. Or we used to have one whole person doing it. Yeah. But that particular track, when you are being shown your your progress and how well you did or not, the music helps you to get all like excited and happy with yourself. What's the phrase I use previously? It pumps you up. Pumps you up. Yeah. Did you get this game in nineteen ninety one when it came out then? I think we probably got it somewhere close to February nineteen ninety one. So you'd have been three or four. Three. Wow. So was this the first game you played or um I I honestly can't remember. Um, I can't remember. So your memory of it, I, I We played it a lot though, like we were still playing it. We still had the console when we moved in nineteen ninety six. Wow. Yeah. And we only had one game. And I wish we had it now. The box for the console was so good because it had made up games that on the, you know like if you get a if you got an N sixty four or a SNES, it would show you some of the games that you could buy for it. Yes. Well the GX four thousand also had that, but it had games that were never made. So one of them that looked so exciting was this uh, this sword fighting game. On the side of the box it was a little right. picture and it had these two men sword fighting. It looked so fun, but it was never made. It was just a a, a drawn picture, was it? A, a it was it was art. Yeah, yeah, right. It was a, so why well, anyone drawing anything that might be just a picture? I know. Yeah, it had some it had some in game uh, screenshots from games that had been made, but then it had like promises. Or these coming games were going to be made, but they never got it, the chance. Were they marketed as coming soon? I don't remember. I don't think they said coming soon, but it was just the fact that they had slapped on where other consoles would have had real games. Right, so you mean. Sort of 20, 20 screenshots of different games that you might be able to buy. GX4000, because it all Alan Mega Sugar had gone, well, we're short of games, so just slap on some Slap on some pretend games. Don't, no one will know the difference. Do you think it was pretend games or do you think it was games in progress that were going to be released but because it all went wrong? I like that. Should, should we go with that? Yeah, I like that idea better and it's certainly the idea that I went with. Because it's not as lying, is it? Yeah, but it is a, it's an omission. It's it. Again, it's a promise. It's a promise that was never fulfilled. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The promise was more exciting in some cases than what we actually had because I remember genuinely getting overexcited about the idea of the game. <laughs> Just to knowing as well that it was never going to be made, that it was that there was only one game for this console that we would ever have. So how many games did come out this console? Uh, something around thirty, I think it was twenty-seven, yes. but I can't remember too bad. I suppose. Yeah, but it's not too good, is it? Quality of those. Yeah, exactly. And I've got a few more of you, a, a few more of them lined up for you to have a go at. These are all abandoned. Yeah, I'm not surprised based on this. That is a new version of Burning Rubber, but I don't think it's really. Yeah, I don't think it's related. Yeah, I think they're just taking the name. There's actually five games in the series: Burning Rubber One to Five. Stole it, or is is I don't know the license. Yeah, I I didn't look into that, but I imagine it's just fallen by the wayside and they picked it up. I don't know whether it's because they. I guess Burning Rubber isn't. It's something that doesn't link to car racing. Maybe it's just something that. Goes with it, possibly. There's never been any other game called Burning Rubber before. My point is, it's, oh, just, actually, a, it's just a coincidence that it happens to be this, this fairly Maybe. unknown game Maybe. that came up. Yeah. Yeah. I see, yeah, it's a generic ish name. Precisely. But and it implies speed and. Yeah, but they clipped the G on Burning. Burning Rubber. So the game is called Burning Rubber. That makes Burning Rubber. Burning Rubber. Nice. This new game is also called Burning Rubber. It's, it's not burning. It's got a posture to show the G's missing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Do you want to have a look at the game? Yeah, because this sounds exciting. It, I like it. I do like it. Yeah. I really do like it. 
So I hope you will like. You're it. much more enthused about this game. I than... didn't think that you would uh, like it. I didn't think you liked racing games or car games. Some racing games I'm not too bad at, but when I'm trumpet there, some I'm absolutely appalling at. I think this also we we said previously about Game Gear being my first console. I did have a game on the Game Gear that was I think it was on a compilation cartridge actually, that came with my Game Gear. So quite similar to what you're saying, that had four in one. One of them was literally a penalty shootout game where you you selected which direction you wanted the ball to go in, straight on, left or right, and you chose if you wanted to go up, middle or down. So you chose option one, right, okay. option two, and then press go, and you shot the ball in. And then you rinsed and repeated back to the whole game. It was like a guessing game, really. Pretty much. Gives yeah. you a grid. Where do you want to put your spot? Yeah, that's exactly. Did the, did the computer go in the same spot? Not always. But one of the games on there was a very... It sounds extremely similar to it. Do you remember the pool? Your mum and dad had to play the pool? No. Oh, this might be a too working class volume. <laughs> so there used to be a pools mantle around our house. Right. And the pools was like the lottery, but... What's it called, the pools? I don't know. I really... I actually don't know. Uh, but part of it... I remember you had a little slip and you did your pools. <laughs> Bearing in mind, I wasn't very old at this time. <laughs> this will sound extremely suspect. You had a little slip and you did your pools on one side and then it had a picture of a football game oh, on the, the other side. And you spot the ball. Yeah, my yeah, parents yeah. had a little stamp that the pools wow. man gave them that they could put their little stamp on there where the ball is. So this this game, because we, we remember That's it, what your game it's is. Quite, a, uh, quite niche really. It would, it would be. A, it was often the paper, wasn't it? In the newspaper, be I don't bit, know if they did it in the they, newspaper, but yeah, yeah, that's, did it. that's where I'm interested. In it. Okay, so it'd be a little, often a cartoon rather than actual picture, a cartoon. No, pictures, oh, really? Yeah. So where there'd be a picture of some lads, some men playing football, and they'd have taken the ball out, and based on the position of the men and where their feet yeah, were, yeah, their heads were, where to figure out where the ball was to win a prize, yeah. which is really quite a simple game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, requiring very little skill, arguably. It was really just a guess. No one, no one was looking at the trajectories of feet and shit, was it? Oh, sorry. Some sort of bad language. My parents yes. certainly weren't looking at the trajectories of feet and shit. Did you ever win anything on the pools for your parents? I don't know. I took a very passing interest. I think what I was... It? The, the pools... I don't know. I'll find out for you. Yeah, I'm because interested. They used to play it. I was a kid, so and it was gambling, and I wasn't that interested. Mm. They sometimes let me choose where the ball was. Right. I was wrong every time. <laughs> we said I never won anything from my football chops. <laughs> you shouldn't look where the feet were. Didn't look at anything, just went, oh, it might be there. So your memory was the map. That's, that's your overriding memory, was the map. It's not my over- I remember the whole game. The whole game is quite stylish, I think. The music's good. The sounds of the cars are, uh, they're, they're not great, if I'm honest. But the most exciting part of the game is being rewarded with show, being shown progress. So I'm specifically going to look out for the map. I... Just to go back to what I was saying about the Game Gear, on this cartridge for M1, there was a game that sounds extremely similar where I controlled a car and there were other cars racing against you and you raced on a track that was pretty linear. It was it was an A to B. It wasn't like a, a loop ground. Yeah. And it went to different locations. One was in a desert, one was uh, by the beach or on the beach by the sea. And it sounds very similar. You race against um, enemy cars. Okay. Um, so I think that's so why... That's your route into this game. I think I'm being quite positive about it because it's giving me childhood flashbacks as well yeah so okay. Okay. Cool. So, let's have a look at that let's have a look at it crack on fire it up
We're back. Burning rubber. The rubber has been burned. The rubber has been well and truly melted off, off the tyres. Onto the tarmac. Onto the tarmac, yeah. And the grass and the signage. Yeah, it went and everywhere. everywhere. Lots of rubber. Yeah, flying <laughs> around. Oh dear. Uh, how did you... Like a spume. Oh, what's that? Spume? Yeah. Never heard that word. Like a fine spray, like a mist that, that it... It was it, a bit ejects out of something. It was gluier than that. Yeah. Let's not talk about... Let's not talk about it too much. No. We're only thinking Bernie Rupert. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that game? That was a good little game, wasn't it? Yeah, that seems to be your default. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good little game, that one, isn't it? It's, it's uh, a game. I didn't say it for Green Dog. No, you said it's a game. It, it was a game. No. I said for Ernest Duke because that was a good little game. Bernie Rupert was a good little game. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna rephrase that. It was a simple game. It is simple. It did what it did well. Did it? I think so. I we enjoyed playing it just then. Didn't we? Yeah, I do enjoy it. I, I and I do enjoy it now. I enjoyed watching you play it. I was quite excited. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I enjoyed watching you play it as yeah. well. It was very simplistic. So actually, they are really are the way Ashley uh, sold it to me. I suppose in the first part of the podcast was quite different to the reality of it. In my head, I was. Expecting some sort of grandiose racing all over the world adventure that was literally. Really? Yes, I never said was. anything of the sort. In my head, that's what it was. Oh. But I think that's because I was confusing it with the Sega game pack one that we looked at. Four in one. one yeah. Game. So we, Rally. we searched for the one that I was thinking of. It was a, a free game that came in my Game Gear, the original one that could have been a pirate of Game Gear. It was a called Sega Game Pack 4 in 1, wasn't it? Yeah, and the game on that was Simple Rally, and that was one where there were multiple tracks, and you went to different countries. Although I imagine they just changed the colour palette. Mm-hmm. Well, like go go to the Sahara Desert. Yeah, exactly. The grass is yellow. Exactly. Okay. Whereas Burning Rubber was just one track that you raced around three times. That was it. Yeah. So you, we didn't race around it three times. No, nope. we weren't good enough because we were terrible. What we realised, and I didn't know this because I never finished the game, as always. Uh, was that the full game was three laps of the of the track, like Chris says. We realised that because of the leaderboard. The leaderboard tells you which checkpoint you got to, and for 15 checkpoints, which would be three laps, that said all, all game. All game complete. Yeah, never never got there before. And that was by the man that played the game. Was it? I didn't notice that. It said John in the, the initials J O. Oh, right. Okay. And it said, was it Design and Program? Yeah, it was John, John O'Brien. John O'Brien. Yeah. So presumably that would be the same John that would have the same stuff the leaderboard. It yeah, I think so. so. I just assumed that they put random random entries on No, it. no, I'm sure when we were looking at the credits, I'm sure it was the same initials. If you made that initials. game, though, if you designed oh, yeah, that game, way to get you. you would definitely put yourself at the top of course you were the best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't blame at all. I so mean, he probably maybe, wasn't the best. I think if anyone in the world's going to be the best at playing Robert's maybe the person no. that made the game. No, I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so. Could. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. Okay. Well, if you think, if that was true, all of esports would be dominated by developers. Yeah, okay, I see your point. It was a simpler time back then, though, wasn't it? The easier to... And therefore easier to master. Yeah, exactly. So John O'Brien could have mastered John O'Brien could have, but so could Johnny Developer down the road. Oh, I've got John Developer again. Yeah. Johnny Developer was really good at games, actually, so he probably was better at but, Burning Rubber than John O'Brien. But not quite as good as uh, eSports. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Johnny Developer's eSports pedigree. No. I'll ask him. Anyway, so <laughs> that was the game. 
laps around a five check printed course. And it wasn't even a racing game, really, was it? No. I, I tried to, again, I tried bizarre. to clarify that for you before. Yeah, because I was, I was it's not. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, cheers. Right. <laughs> it's not a racing game. It sets itself up as a racing game at the beginning because it has you do a qualifying lap. Yeah. And then, wherever you, however well you do in that, you then get placed on the starting line, don't you? But the starting line had nine cars. And yeah. As, and it was your turn, actually. And I was counting the cars. He he was in eighth place. So he raced past seven of the cars. And I said to him, Oh, you're in first place now. And then suddenly there were some more cars on the horizon. Yeah, I said so, to you, I don't think I am. I don't think it matters. It doesn't keep track of your positioning. No, it doesn't. At all. It keeps track of your score. The, <laughs> the only thing you're racing for in the game is to get from checkpoint to checkpoint as yeah. quick as possible. And the other cars are there as a, a distraction, a way to get to the, and they're, they're literally They're obstructions. They do get in the yeah, way. They, they, do they, try they, they physically way. move to get in your way. So they're just an obstacle. The same as everything else on the on the road. It's something to flip your car. Yeah. Quite men- Quite madly, yeah. The, the flipping the car animation was that's what I L- lots of frames that it goes yeah. through. Although it, it flips in it, all different sort of uh, dimensions, and flips very quickly. It does. There was a counter in the top corner that just says speed, so we don't know what units it's in. Let's assume it's miles per hour because it's yeah. a, a British game, and um, Ashley flips his car at over a hundred miles an hour at one point. Yeah, and which, survived. Yeah, so that's that's did no, all right. That's no, an achievement. Notable, isn't it? That would pop. It was on the Xbox. Yeah. It was flipped and didn't die. Yeah, that's the main... Because I in the first half, I withheld information from you because I wanted to see what your reaction would be to flipping your car. And was it childlike glee or was it rage? It or was frustration or confusion? It was neither. It was none of those. It was just, just like a right. mundane... Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. That, that's completely underwhelming, yeah. <laughs> the first time I did that, I imagine I went absolutely nuts. I've never, I've never seen a car flip in real life. And then it happened on the telly on a game that I was playing and controlling I've to seen, me. I've never seen a car flip in real life. I have, unfortunately, now seen a car flip in oh, real life. This is, is it a sad story? It's going to be a sad story, isn't it? Uh, it was more an infuriating story. Oh. This guy. It would, uh, we were, I used to work past Louth. Right. And oh, yes. there are these roads that go up and down hills yep. between two roundabouts. And I was queuing in traffic down one of the hills and some idiot coming up the hills decided that he wasn't moving past the came speeding past us. I don't know what speed. I wouldn't even be able to guess. Over 100. Up the hill. Nearly smashed into my car and the car in front. It was so strange because I saw it in my mirror, this bit. Past us. Then hit the brow of the hill. Right. And it seemed like... The Did you air? Yeah. <sighs> the front of his car. It's not... Uh, the front of his car flipped up into the air. Oh. So the front of his car went up in the air. The back of his car was like stood. Sort of to Yeah. He was perpendicular oh. to the road <laughs> in in an upright fashion. Right. His car was erect, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Taking that out. Yeah. His car was perpendicular to the road, and then it just did cartwheels in the air, smacked into the road, ended up on the side of the road. Yeah, that's not quite as cool as... as you first made me think it was. I didn't make you think anything. I just said, oh, I've seen one. In my head, that's only cool. It was it, horrible. It does sound horrible. I've seen, I've seen any car crash is horrible. Yeah, except when you're on burning rubber. And then it's just infuriating and annoying. Friday, I saw a car bang into the car in uh, trying to pull out. And just this last had a, had a the bumper came off. <laughs> just, was, kadunk. 
Pretty much, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, like, That's no, not no, quite she, as bad She was as... trying to pull out into traffic and the, the, it was fairly slow moving and, and did it the timing while well and the bump off. And that was still quite scary, even just seeing that. Yeah. It's all bits over the road. It's, it's not a nice thing. Yeah, all so, the bits all over the road. Whereas in burning rubber, it's, it's quite dramatic. The car it must over. be made of some kind Teflon. of... Teflon. Teflon. Yeah. So you can cook on it. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got a misunderstanding of what Teflon is, is it? Teflon's or really... High. Isn't Teflon a really strong one? You think what, of, like bulletproof vests? You think of Pyrex? <laughs> no, Teflon. I thought yeah, it was Teflon, the stuff the, that they the, put in the, the paper, that was um, non-stick. That's Tefal, isn't it? The, oh, Tefal. Yeah. Don't the, they make the brands? Isn't that Teflon, Teflon that they put on? I'm it may gonna, be. I'm going to do a live check. I okay. can't. I can't be doing with this. Just bear with me. Teflon definitely stuff they make. Um, bulletproof vests. I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm really checking. Try a little jingle boy checking. <laughs> no. What's a um, closing time by Semisonic? What closing time? It's called Don't che- sing, that. Take that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say checking time. It is checking time. I'm doing it now. Teflon. Polytetrafluoroethylene. Wow. What Teflon is. Catchy. Yeah. They should have sold it that, shouldn't they? Teflon. Non-stick pan. Teflon. Non-stick pan. Tefa. Teflon pans. Yeah, yeah. But what is Teflon? Non-stick. Non-stick yeah, Teflon. Search Teflon bulletproof vest. Okay. All right. Hang on. I really hope it's used for both. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what bulletproof vest. Oh my god, Teflon bulletproof vest. But being sold on Alibaba.com, it's still it's being sold on Alibaba.com. It's still a thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think I'd want a Teflon bulletproof vest. No, I don't think I would. No, no, because it's a non-stick. Things will slide off me. Is that how it works? The bullets hit and just, just slide off. Just slide off dramatically. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it. No. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's why. We're here, is it? No, Teflon. So the game, I said as well that it, it looked good. It was very nice. Is that all you've got to say? Yep. What else you want to say? It, well, I don't know what, what was nice about it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's something that I didn't mention. We talked previously about parallaxing on the game on the Mega Drive, wasn't it? On the Mega Drive. Okay. But this actually, I mean, it came out a few months before. It was on hardware that was running. It was eight bit hardware, mm-hmm. but it was also capable of parallaxing, which I think was quite a coup, really. And I think they thought that would carry it through in some way. That it would uh, carry the brands, the console. Yeah, no, it didn't, though. We checked during the break as well about some of the prices of the other consoles by comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said it was £99. Mm-hmm. Like, it was £99, the game, the Amstrad GX4000. But without the context, it doesn't really make sense. So I gave you the context of the Mega Drive. It's the GX3000, 2000, 1000. Well, you know how Mega is better than Super? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or Super is better than Mega. 4000 is the best number. 4000 is a lot more, a lot more. Why don't you go for 5000 or 10,000 or a million? Uh, I don't know. Probably starts to sound silly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's s- sillier than 4000. Yeah, the. <laughs> What's GX stand for? Graphics? 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 Oh, oh no. Just did a fuck back and then I'll have to bleep those. Not graphics. Maybe. It'll be GX. Gamer excitement. Maybe. Game X woman. Email Alan Sugar. I don't think I have the time for me. I don't think you'd even know. <laughs> How about that? I don't think you would either. I think you'd be like, what? what's a GX 4000? <laughs> it just said it's sounded good. Yeah. Because X know. is the course letter. Of all 26, it's the best one. Okay. What were we talking about? X-rays, they're cool. The GX4000 was £99. The Nintendo Entertainment System was 80 when it came out, a few years before. Wow. So only £20 between them. 
And that was also an 8-bit console, wasn't it? It was an 8-bit console. Wow. It, it should have been more expensive because it was earlier, four years earlier yep. or so. It also had a lot more games. Yes. And it Games was, that were real, not made up. Games that were real. Was yeah. the case with this one. The SNES came out two years later after the, after the Gets World. So, um, 93? Yeah, do you know how much? 190 pounds. No, 153. So the Nintendo was always, but Nintendo always tracked you lower, I think, right. than other consoles. What was the Mega Drive then? The Mega, was, Mega Drive was 190. Oh, yeah, you yeah. say. And it was two years wow. prior. So maybe that has something to do with it. It does well, put it all into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, the N64, 150. That seems very reasonable. Yeah. The, especially considering that the PlayStation was 300. Oof. So, half the price yeah. for double the console. That's, that was some Half the price, twice the console. Nice sloganing there, well done. Yeah, it was. Not the best console. Why was it called the N64? Because it was 64 bit. 64 bit. Yeah, the PlayStation was 32 right. bit. Uh, N64, 64 bit. So, the N64 was twice as powerful as the PlayStation? In that yeah. way, in one way, yeah. Right. In one way. I don't know in other ways whether it was. And also the edge that the PlayStation had was that it was made, made the game from cheap media, mm. which we've discussed previously. CDs. So cheap that people were able to chip their consoles and burn CDs by yeah. the penny. Whereas cartridges, no. No, cartridges no are, were expensive. They were, they were particularly expensive on the N64. And we're sat in... And we're back there now with the Switch, actually. 32 as well? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Dreamcast is a bit of a thing. Yeah, it was. And then it all kind of fell well, I've no idea. None of that. I don't think they switched started to... I think they stopped measuring in a bit yeah. at that point. Yeah. The GameCube, 130. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous, really, considering the quality of yeah, the GameCube. Yeah, that really is. Yeah. The cheapest, com- cheapest home console, I think, as well, other than the NES, since the NES. Why did the GameCube sell more than that price? Well, it had a had an image problem, didn't it? Yeah, they yeah, I'd, I'd people agree with that. certainly people our age started to think of Nintendo kiddie as kiddie. Yeah. yeah, and it's unfortunate because I have had this argument with people before. The games games don't need to look a certain way to be enjoyable. For one, Definitely. and they they could look like Wind Waker but be hard as nails. Yeah, or the best game as Wind Waker. Some people do think Wind Waker is the best game ever made. Best game ever. Yeah, a lot Maybe of people. Just the best a lot of people love Zelda, uh, Wind Waker. I played it. You should play it. Well, when the remastered version comes to Switch, if the remastered version comes to Switch, yeah, I don't know. Well, I really like it too. So I did it. You might miss the boat if you can buy a Wii U. Didn't, didn't believe you hardly. Oh, it's good to Wii U. Yeah, got an HD remaster. So there. No way. Yeah. <clears throat> well, core blind. <laughs> You have to buy yourself one. What, a Wii U? Yeah. No. Well, no reason to, other than the Wind Waker, which isn't reason enough. And he'll come switch. Mark my words. No. Mark my words. I actually you right. So yeah. I'm not going to lie. There you go. Yeah. So John O'Brien. Did I mention John O'Brien before? I think he had a little carry planted, didn't it, as well? Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons. What's the point of that? Well, possibility. It was very dinky anyway, wasn't it? You know, like people walked around in the 90s with boomboxes. <laughs> On their shoulders. So people walk around carrying a, a game. Yeah, cube. you can flash your cube. It's like a little jack-o'-lantern, wasn't it? Like a little carrying yeah, that. it was nice. It, they, so they were also renowned. I, I saw a video recently about how sturdy Nintendo consoles were. And it's something that comes around every time there's a new console released by Nintendo. Because they do, people, particularly on YouTube, do like stress tests on them, drop them from 
I hadn't seen. I remember when the the Wii came out, there was somebody saw it with who'd really into Will It Blend. Yeah, did they blend a week? Yeah, yeah. I remember telling you. Did it still play its game? I don't know about the, the, the outcome of that oh, particular I bet. one, but I, bet uh, I just remember telling you about it. So, one of, the, it, one of the very, very famous Nintendo stories that everyone will have heard, I'm sure, is about the Gulf War Game Boy. No. No? Not either. There was a uh, soldier took his Game Boy, lots of soldiers in the Gulf War, first Gulf War, took their Game Boys to the battlefield. Right. And. Which battlefield was that? Iraq. I was trying to catch her out there because you looked like you looked confused. Did I? Yeah. No. Iraq. <laughs> Iraq. You sure? Is it Iraq? Yeah. <laughs> no. It was the first Gulf War. Okay. They took their Game Boys out to uh, the battlefield, and one got bombed. Got like right. a direct hit. Oh. And it's in a museum now. Yes. I can't remember which one? It's all melted all mel- and tarnished and black, but it still works. Still plays games. Still, can still play games That's on it. Amazing. It still press the buttons. It was bombed. That's cool. Yeah, that and there's story. there's a, a quite a good little video that came out around the GameCube time where they tried to destroy GameCube, PlayStation Two, and possibly the Xbox. The only one that carried on playing games was the GameCube. What did they do? To Even it? though it was mangled. What did they do to it? Dropped it from high, smashed it with a sledgehammer. What sort of stuff? Smashed it with a sledgehammer. Still play games? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. All right. Or oh, I'll put this bit if I'm wrong. <laughs> Actually, I said it. The GameCube's quite squat, wasn't it? And sturdy yeah. PlayStation Two, I can see as being my PlayStation Two. I still feel like it's on its last legs, but it has also been on its last legs for about ten years. So I took mine down um, last year. I've still got mine settled down. <laughs> the the animation at the beginning didn't start freezes. Well, it goes start sort of a galaxy, and he's yeah. all swooped into it. Yeah, that stops yeah. it. It freezes. We it's are... still games. Huh? It's still oh, games. Oh yeah. Sorry. Anyway, John O'Brien. Yeah, John O'Brien. Great segue. Thank you. Bringing it back. There's no segue at all there. No. Uh, that's the most non-secretary. John, John O'Brien, for anyone that's forgotten what we're talking about, was son of the Richard. design. Was he son of Richard O'Brien? Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, no, he was. He made was. It no, he was. You made it up. I didn't make it up. I corroborated it. Fake news. John O'Brien, the son of Richard O'Brien and developer designer of this game, Burning Rubber, he, I, I had a little look at what he was responsible for, and he actually also worked on another obscure console, the Philips CDI, or Games for it anyway. Do you know the Philips CDI? Was that CD-based? Do you reckon so? CDI, you see. Was it one that came out to try and compete with the PlayStation and completely failed? Sort of. So the PlayStation, people might know the origins of the PlayStation, now they're already in the PlayStation. It's when Sony wanted to have a little bit loaded with Nintendo. Nintendo right? asked Sony to make them yeah. an add-on for the, yeah. the SNES, like the Sega CD. And then... <laughs> yeah, that famously brilliant console. The well, they didn't know at the time. <laughs> then Nintendo dropped Sony without warning and decided to work with Philips to make the same thing. Right. Sony then went away and made the PlayStation. Wow. So Nintendo's mistake there, wasn't it, really? Very much so. Philips were then, once Nintendo realised that the Sega CD was a bodge and yeah. wasn't going to go anywhere, so, uh, Nintendo then dropped Philips. But Philips had a clause in their contract to say that they were allowed to use the, they were allowed to use five characters, five Nintendo characters 
uh, on the Phillips. So even Adam though even, though it even came out, that it had nothing to do in terms of it, they still allowed to use their characters. Yeah, That's because crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is right in a way because Nintendo one Nintendo tried to shaft Sony, and then Nintendo tried to shaft Philips. Philips said uh, no. They carried on down their route. They released the CDI, and they took advantage of the contract that they signed. To, to lock in well-known characters from Nintendo. So moral stories, read the small print. Yeah, so the reason the reason that's relevant is because John O'Brien worked on those uh, Nintendo, well, non-Nintendo Zelda games. The, so what are the games, just before you come back to John O'Brien, so you said there were five no, characters. Yeah, I don't know what the other characters are. Right. So there was Zelda, there was Link, there was Gant, there were three other characters. Oh, I see. It wasn't, it wasn't five separate franchises. It was, no, right, I it see. was five characters. I don't know what the other two were. So if they, you, if they used a villager that was in Link's the Past, that would count as... I don't imagine they did do that. It wasn't Link's the Past, you've done that again. You did that in the in a previous... This is before Link's the Past. <laughs> Yo, YOLO. <laughs> you, time has just melded into one for you, hasn't it? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> it's like teaching with a ocarina. Just, just say words now. Trying to claw my way out. So, the, yeah, Wizard of Gamelon was one of them. Sounds rubbish. And... The Faces of Evil was another one. Sounds even more of them. On top of Just that, without that. What, one thing that I think is noteworthy about those games is that one, they released on the same day, sort of like Oracle Seasons and Ages. Okay. Yeah. Was that a coincidence or? No, they did it on the, on the same, on the, right. on purpose. It was the same development team making. One of them, you played as Link. The other one, you played as Zelda. Ah, okay. And apparently they had Zelda playable because the CDI, which is odd at the time, I think, the CDI was marketed Towards women. Oh, what? How, how did they market a console towards women? I don't know. Very badly, I think. Yeah, that, that's what I was. Spectacular. Yeah, I don't. I think the game. How patronising. No, but it's not just was that. It, was it pink? Let's no. Hang on. Let's just backtrack a little bit. It's not a bad thing that they tried to do that because at the time, all of all okay. games consoles yeah. were marketed towards teenage. Well, not even teenage boys. Little kids. Little boys. Yeah. Okay. I see your point. So at, when at, I say women, I actually mean probably girls. Yeah, okay. It was a girl's toy. Right. Yeah. So putting Zelda front and centre as a playable character. One, it's it's the first time it has ever happened. It's never happened. Has it happened, happened since? No. No. The, the whole for, thing about the current... Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, Breath of the Wild 2. People are excited because they think that Zelda might think be playable. That, yeah. yeah. It happened as well so. with Breath of the Wild. People got into their head that Zelda was going to be playable. Oh, really? Before. Yeah. When it's first announced. After the first trailer. Yeah. Right. I can't remember what it was that put it into people's heads, but people were definitely, and then it didn't happen. And Couldn't you play as her in um, Cadence of Hyrule? It turns into can, as a okay. canon. So that's this year, not. Cadence of Hyrule, yeah. you can play as her. Right. So, okay, that's a good clarification, actually, because yes, you can play as her there. It's the second game. But it's like, but yeah, it's proper Zelda game. It's not a proper Zelda Well, where's it? That's, that's, what, I'm, on, that's, what, it, that's what I mean. It, to play through a yeah. proper Zelda game, yeah. that's it would be. These are very much non canon. There was yeah. no involvement from it. What's the third game then? Oh, I should have looked. Uh, Link's Adventure or something like that. Tell's Adventure last episode, didn't we? Yeah. So what's Link's Adventure? Link's Adventure is this Metroidvania <laughs> where... <laughs> Get around with bombs? Yeah, you throw bombs. I mean, that sounds like Link. And there's a little robot. And there is a little robot. And, and it turns uh, into a submarine. When you've collected all of the power-ups, you um, can one fly. One thing Sonic, weirdly. Yeah, Sonic, Sonic's actually in it. No, it's not. No. no. So that's, that's John O'Brien. That's what I thought was interesting about John O'Brien, anyway. What does, what's, what's it to these days? No idea. He's not on the radar. Okay. At least as far as Moby Games credits. Okay. Yeah, he's not by any So, nothing to do with games at the moment. 
No, I wouldn't have thought so. But if you think about how old he might be 80. at this point. Yeah, let's go for 80. Son <laughs> O'Brien, son of Richard O'Brien, is older than his dad. He may well be. <laughs> he may well be older <laughs> than his dad. Yeah. Time again, isn't it? Yeah. But he was he was one of four. I said one of three. Yes. He was one of four developers on this. Half of the team were working on the music. <laughs> the music of which there's only one song there is, that plays no, at the start there's, three. There's one, there's at least two songs, because there's a different what? song for the leaderboard. Right, okay. But they are quite catchy. Yeah, the, the music at the, the start three was really nice, but... Yeah. Um, in the game, there's just lots of horrendously digitised screeching tyres and burning yeah. rubber. And yeah, yeah, it's, it was burning rubber. Burning rubber. You've got grating, grating rubber. I, I agree. I do agree. I'm devil's advocating. Yeah, and their faces were in the game. They were, yeah, on a little sign, billboards. Yeah, billboard. That's right. So you played it. Would you recommend the game to people? Would you recommend people search this game out? Is it a system seller? No, but um. Was there were there any system sellers? There were no right. system sellers. That's the reason that the GX four thousand was the downfall of the Amstrad Empire. Mega sugar, mega sugar. Yeah. So no recommendations. Um, it's difficult, well, isn't it? Because it, it's probably better than you thought it was going to be. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But actually, a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what you probably are, that's probably the best thing to say about it. Yeah, it's it is what it is. It's, it's, very, also, it's very basic, and it's to, basic. to go to the path of getting your hands on it these days, I imagine, is a lot more than it's worth, really. I don't know. I don't know. If it, this is abandonware. It is abandonware. Yeah, this is right. abandoned, completely abandoned. So you could get this as wrong. It's, it's, a, it's been left, left to the starting grid. There you go. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's quite proud of that. <laughs> Why? It doesn't mean anything. It's a racing metaphor. Yeah, but about what? It's, 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 it's in the pit stop. What? <laughs> With the wheels off. <laughs> Oh, I, I so you're saying that it's not good enough? You wouldn't? No, I'm, I'm saying it's been put to one side. Oh, it has. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's it too, too far. Yeah. I I don't think I'd recommend it to people. Even though you recommend it to me for episode six of this game, where good no, grief! I what? Good grief! What? Come on! Oh no! I told you, we are going to play games. I'm We're going to play Discord, games. Discord, I've done Tales of Adventure. Using you know. Stone Cold Classics, then here you come with... Stone Cold Classics? Stone Cold Classics, mate. Burning Rubber is a very important part of my my childhood. But you wouldn't recommend it? But I wouldn't recommend it to people. Unless they had a, an Amstrad GX4000 or Amstrad computer that could play cartridges. I can't see many people who have sort of got one of those. No, I wonder how much they pay for anything. That would be a good thing to look into, actually. Yeah, I might check. Who's there more than they were back in the day? What, £25? Yeah. Sale price, or...? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think people should play it except as a bit of a novelty. Even though you enjoyed it yesterday, yeah, no, yeah, but that is me loaded up with nostalgia. Yeah, big old nostalgia hits. Yeah, or oh, again, unless people are particularly interested, and I think they should be for lots of reasons. If they're particularly interested in the history of gaming, UK gaming in particular, then the Amstrad is an important, not an important part. Let's be honest. Not an important part. You paint yourself into an interesting quite part. a corner, aren't you? Why? It, it's it's right where people are interested in British games. It's an important part. Well, it's not an important part. It's not it's an important a part. part. It's a part. It's a part of British gaming. If you want to play a game that came out once, play this game. That's basically what we're saying. This game where is a Specky Two Guys production. Music for the episode is provided under Creative Commons license by Stevia Sphere 
from the album Cell Division, which can be found at steviasphere.bandcamp.com.